Welcome to CLCC Online. We pray that this message draws you towards Jesus and strengthens your walk with Him. We believe that we were meant to do life in community. So if you live in the Fraser Valley area, we would love to get you connected into the family. Find everything you need at clcc.ca. Enjoy. Quick question. How many of you are on Instagram? Hopefully, hopefully not right now. It's interesting to scroll through Instagram, isn't it? I look at some of your, your pictures from your vacation. and I've gone to some of those places, but it didn't look nearly as cool as when you went there with your cool filtered pictures. When I look at your highlights on Instagram and compare it to my normal, I think my life isn't as nice as your life. Now, this week is not about social media, but experts have found that the more time you spend on social media, the more you become discontent with your own life and you wish for someone else's. In our series, we've been talking about the emotions that can take you out. And sometimes when pressure comes to our lives, emotions come out. And sometimes, sometimes it surprises us and we wonder, where did that come from? Today, we're going to talk about the emotion jealousy. The lie that jealousy says, God owes me. There's something in my life that I'm definitely not proud of. I'll share it with you as long as you don't tell anyone else. So just, just keep this between us. Don't, don't tell anybody. But sometimes when someone else fails in life, <laughs> my initial reaction is, yes, I knew it. Now, just, just so you know, I hate that about me. It's the idea that I feel better about me because you're not doing so well. And I know that's, that's ugly. Jealousy is an emotion that will ruin you. And I think it resides in all of us. It can, can, it can take over and hurt you if we're not careful. Solomon, like we said a few weeks ago, was considered the wisest man who ever lived. He said that jealousy is like cancer to the bones. This is what he's saying. When we are jealous, we're focused on someone out there and what they've done and how perfect their family is and how fancy their vacation is and how nice and how big and how clean their house is. He says, that's not good for you. It's like cancer to the bones and cancer spreads. Solomon says, don't kid, don't kill you. Don't, don't kid yourself. The consequences of jealousy is it, it will rot you from the inside out. The weird thing about jealousy is, is we look around and we aren't satisfied with what we have. We think if we had that just a little bit more, then we'd be happy. We, but we're ne we never are. We're striving so hard to drive newer, live cooler, be smarter, live in larger, but we find that that's never enough. When we feel like we're winning and getting ahead, it makes us arrogant. We think we're successful and because we've accomplished more than they did. But then on the other hand, we look around and it makes us depressed because we see that others have more than us. We have that friend who has that house who's just been renovated and it looks amazing. And someone, someone, someone of your friends can turn their oven on and off with their watch from the other side of the world. Solomon is telling us that there is no upside. There's no positive to being jealous. It rots the bones. It ruins relationships. It will make you not a very good friend. Now, if we're only as easy as just stopping, you know, just stop being jealous, right? You, you know, just identify it when it happens and just stop. But it's never that easy. We've all lived long enough that, that it's, it's, it's not something you just say no to once. 
jealousy isn't going away. It Jealousy never goes away, but it doesn't have to take control of us. It doesn't have to leak out of us. We can begin to monitor our heart and deal with it. This might just be me, but I don't think jealousy is a problem to be solved. I think it's a tension to manage because we're human and we're fallen. It's just natural to compare. This is why all the home improvement shows are so popular, right? We think my house isn't that nice. I'll watch as many shows as I can to help my house get nicer and then I'll be happy. From Solomon, the guy who gives us the idea that jealousy rots the bones, he gives us a way forward. In fact, he gives us an imagery to go when we start leaning into jealousy or comparison or whatever word you want to use. Solomon says, look, when you start to feel it, when those emotions start to take control, and when you're tempted to think, I'll make it, I'll make it when I have that, or you're tempted to think that you're so much better because they don't have what you have. When you feel that insecurity rise up, when you see that she's better and he's better than you, they got the job, they got the attention that you always wanted, Solomon gives us a place to mentally go. He gives us some ideas. He gives us a word picture of how to help this from not getting into your heart. Because jealousy, like any of these emotions we're talking about, it throws us off balance. And and then when we're we're off balance, they, they get in control and often leak out of us. Those emotions get into us and leak out of us and onto other people, some of those we love. I'm hoping today, that you can pick up a response. You can learn something as you, as, and you can use this tool that when jealousy rises up in you. Hope you understand this phrase that we'll look at today that Solomon gives us. I hope you'll learn to repeat this to yourself when you begin to have these feelings, this, this feeling of jealousy. And here's what Solomon said. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors but this too is meaningless like chasing the wind. <laughs> so Solomon has got all this perspective. He's, he's the richest person in the world. He could go anywhere. He could do anything. He's been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the matching sweatpants. <laughs> he says, here's my observation. This is a little bit of a hyperbole, but for the most part, he says, I've, I've observed people Everybody is competing with everyone else and everybody's determining how successful they are by measuring themselves and their success by everyone else's success. That, that, that could have been written today, right? Isn't this amazing? How did Solomon know? This is, this is from 3,000 years ago. I guess Solomon's saying it's just human nature. No matter where or when you live, People determine where they are socially, economically, relationally in life based on where everyone else is. Does that sound familiar? Then, then he says, but that's, that's crazy. But he uses a different phrase. He says, this is meaningless. And then he gives us this word picture that I want you to cling to. He says, it's like chasing the wind. Have you ever tried to chase the wind? <laughs> There's no finish line because there's always more wind to chase. The job is never done. When you chase the wind, there's always frustration. There's always going to be a nicer house, a newer car, a richer person, a better vacation, a smarter TV, a better camera on that brand new cell phone. So if jealousy 
is getting into your heart. They're just chasing the wind. It never, it never ends. There's never any satisfaction. There's never lasting contentment. And as we're going to see, if you're chasing the wind, if, if you chase the wind, you can't even enjoy your own accomplishments. Dissatisfaction is guaranteed if you allow jealousy to get in your heart in any area or in any of your relationship. You, you know what it's like when a, a desi- you have a desire that's never satisfied. It, it steals the joy from your accomplishments because there's always someone who's accomplishing more, right? So when you catch yourself looking in that direction, when you're never satisfied with what you have, that's when you have to step back and say, no jealousy, you're not getting space in my heart. When the joy of that new whatever starts to fade and you start to think, now now I need the latest and the greatest, that thought is simply just chasing the wind. And you have to remind yourself, I don't want the endless chase of the wind. Now Solomon, He's a pretty complex person. He, he accomplished more in his lifetime than anyone else. So he's, 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 trying not to, he's trying not to bait us into being lazy or do less or accomplish less, but this is what he says. Fools fold their idle hands, leaving them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. You might ask, well, what is quietness? I think it's a lot more than not having noise around. It's satisfaction. It's contentment. It's calmness. It's going home after work knowing I did my very best. It's knowing I have peace because I'm not stressed out trying to be someone I can't be (laughs) and accomplish things that maybe I wasn't called to accomplish. Chasing, Chasing leaves us wanting more and more. It's that appetite that can't be satisfied. It's chasing the wind. Psalm is saying, it's better to have one handful of what you were designed for to do and what you were created for than to have two handfuls of hard work when those handfuls of hard work is just stressing you out because you're just trying to keep up with someone that you will never, ever keep up with. At the end of the day, it's better, it's better having less than having more and losing your peace and losing your quietness, your calmness, and losing your, self, your sense of self. Now, his point is simply this, that less is actually more when it leads to contentment because because the goal is peace with yourself and with God. And and this ultimately, it it brings you greater peace with the people around you. Better one handful with quietness, peace, patience than grasping and striving and pretending and editing and cropping and retaking and thinking, no, that's not it. I've got to do better. That's, that's not as good as theirs is. This is probably why some of you have gotten off social media, isn't it? It was, it's driving you crazy. You just, you just found yourself thinking about it all the time. You wonder, how many, how many likes will I get with that picture? What filter should I use? How come that person got that many likes? That's a really nice dress. I wonder how much that costs. Here's my suggestion when it comes to combating jealousy in your heart. My idea is this. Anything that stirs up anything, any kind of discontent in you, remove it. Remove it from your life. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not talking about being inspired to do great things and be your best. Now, that's different. Maybe it's a website you need to get off of. Off of. Maybe it's some kind of social media. It's anything that stirs up jealousy in you. Anything that stirs up discontent in you. Just remove it from your life. 
because it's feeding the thing that resides in you and resides in me that gets in our hearts and can turn ugly. And it makes us chase the wind. Just delete the app from your phone. Get rid of the temptation to compare. Quit looking, quit strolling, quit watching, whatever that might be. Solomon's not done because he's got a lot to say. He's got a lot to say on this subject. And now he takes a little bit of a different direction. And he says this, let me tell you something else I've seen. I've observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. Now we might say something like, you know, something ridiculous. This, this is the case of a man who's all alone without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. Here's this guy. He's, he's got no son. He's got no brother. He doesn't have anyone to leave his stuff to. Solomon says, I, I watched this guy. There was no end to his work. He would not let up. He was never content with his wealth. He was working hard and making more and more money, but it was really for nothing. He, he wasn't even enjoying what he did. Solomon then says, this guy finally stops and asks a question, a really important and good question. Here's a, here's a question we all probably need to ask from time to time. Who am I working so hard for? Why, why am I doing this? What is it that's really driving me? Why, what am I trying to prove? And here's the tough part, and maybe a better question. Who am I trying to prove it to? So let me ask you, is, uh, this is something to think about. This is a question that you need to wrestle to the ground. Why do you stress yourself out to do everything that you do? Why are you doing this, really? Who are you doing this for, really? Are you internally competing with someone and in your competition, you're pushing the people away that you say you're doing this for? It happens all the time. I think this is a great question. Who am I doing this for? Who am I competing with? Whose approval am I trying to get? For some of you, there's a name. For some of you, there's a face. Maybe, maybe you're trying to prove yourself to someone who's not even around anymore. Maybe, maybe it's a relationship that ended years ago. Maybe a former boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> they moved on. They're married and dating someone else, and you're still trying to prove that they were wrong. You're trying to get their approval, but you don't even talk to them anymore. Maybe, it, maybe it's a teacher that told you you wouldn't amount to much. Maybe, maybe you're trying to get the approval from a deceased parent. You're still trying to prove yourself to someone who's not, they're not even around to see what you're doing. This, this is an important question. And until we have an answer to it, we may be internally striving for something that will never satisfy. We might be jealous for their approval. We're looking for that pat on the head. We are jealous for something we can't get. We've given up our one handful of peace and quiet because we've opted, for, we've opted for two handfuls of striving and chasing after the wind. Solomon tells this story, and he hears this person ask, why am I giving so much pleasure up now? You ever ask yourself this question? Do you ever come to the realization, I don't even enjoy what I have. I have this huge house. I have this huge house to impress people I don't even like. They don't even come over because they're all too busy. It's a house that I never spend any time in because I'm always at work trying to pay for it. Does that even make sense? This guy that Solomon was observing, he says, I don't even enjoy what I'm doing. Solomon says, this too is meaningless. 
This phrase that he says, meaningless and depressing, is insightful. In, in other words, it, it leads us to understand that all work, that all striving, all jealousy for more, it will make you miserable. You can get everything. You, you, can get, you, you can achieve all your life goals. You can finish your bucket list, get the award, serve on every board you think will make you feel like you've arrived. You can graduate at the top of your class and you can go home. And you can still be miserable because there's something driving you and you've never put your finger on it. Now, if you're not a Christian or a religious person, let me just say this to you. You'll never be what you were designed to be as long as you're looking over your shoulder what everyone else is becoming. Now, if you're a Christian, this is, this is even more serious because you, you'll never experience God's purpose for your life if you're distracted by God's purpose for someone else's, <laughs> the, the, key, the key for everyone, the key for everyone is to find the race that God has called you to run. That find the lane that you are to run in. Find the gifts that God has given you and use them. Don't wish for someone else's gifts. They aren't for you. Quit looking over your shoulder and seeing what other people are doing. It's so freeing. You know what else it does? It, it allows you to work harder with more peace on what you've been called to do. When you're not competing with others who aren't in your lane, you, you work harder, you get more accomplished with more contentment, and you begin to measure success differently. Because you, you, you're focused on who God has called you. Here's, actual, here's actually the full phrase from Solomon that we began with. I just gave you the second half. Here's the entire sentence. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones. A peaceful heart. This is the idea that internally you find that peace. You found that contentment. Finding that sense of I've done all that I need to do. I've done my very best. Solomon says a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer to the bones. In other words, you cannot compete or compare your way to peace. You cannot win by chasing the wind. Here's the thing. If you're a Christian, God has given you a gift for you to use. He's given you a lane to run in. Stay there. Grow there. That's the place where God wants you. He might have something else for someone else. You don't want to be in their lane. You don't want them to be in yours. Here's the most important part. and This might change someone's world. Because the moment you get out of your lane, the moment I allow je jealousy and comparison to get into my heart, you know what I quit doing? I quit being concerned about other people because jealousy is extraordinarily self-centered. Because I'm going to have a difficult time caring about you if I'm overly worried and concerned about me. <laughs> that's, why, that's why something embarrassing pops up every, every once in a while in someone else's life. and You celebrate when someone else fails. Where does that come from? That comes from this false sense that the worse you look, the better I look. The less you succeed, the more I succeed. Even, even saying that out loud reminds me of how ugly and wrong that really is. No one wants to be known by that. And that's what jealousy does. Jealousy says, if I can tear you down, I can feel better about myself. How self-centered. But it makes me wonder, what emotions am I allowing in my heart? 
you've been called to live a better life. And your better life is the lane that God has called you to run in. From that lane, you can do far more for other people because you are less concerned about where you are compared to other people. Now, sure, sure, there is a time. There's a time to look at other people. You look at other people for inspiration, not imitation. Be, be happy about their success. Read biographies. Be inspired by their stories. Don't be afraid of their success. People who are jealous don't even like to hear about other people's success. They have a hard time celebrating with other people. Now, I find that people compete against themselves and not everyone around them. They tend to be happier. It helps them get better. You will always find someone who does worse than you and find someone who does better than you. But, you have, but I guess if you have to compare yourself to someone, compare yourself to you from yesterday. Let me pray for you today. Father, uh, again, we pause and we, we ask ourselves, how is our heart today? Lord, is there, is there something that we're comparing ourselves to that we, we get distracted by, that we strive for and we want and we know, we think that if we just get that, we'll be happy. Lord, bring contentment into our lives today. Help us to, help us to know that, that you have given us a plan for our lives. You have given us uh, gifts and, and, and things to do for us. And Lord, help us not to compare to ourselves to other people who are doing different things and who are, who are good at other things. So God, we thank you for who you have called us to be. Help us to live there. Help us to thrive there. Help us to become better people compared to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hope to see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us. If you are looking to get connected, we are one church in multiple locations. Our Aldergrove campus meets at Parkside Elementary School Sundays at 1030. Our Abbotsford campus has three services each Sunday, 8.30, 10, and 11.30. We would love to see you at one of our in-person gatherings. If you would like to financially support us, you can always give at cscc.ca slash give. See you later.